As beneficiaries of UMS Wright, we want to understand those who are before us so that we can help those who follow after. As told through the eyes of supporters and faculty, students and grandparents, we know this podcast will help all of us understand how and why UMS Wright has been so successful. This is The Right Way. good to welcome all of you back uh, as listeners of The Right Way. As always, we are um, having a really special treat today talking to a young man that I had a chance to really to get to know both, uh, not only him, but, but his brother and his mom and dad for a long time uh, as, as members of our community of Mobile, but also as UMS Wright. So uh, class of 2007, uh, Philip Long, Philip, uh, while he was a student at UMS Wright, among so many other things, but just some highlights. He was a, our SGA president. Uh, he was a baseball player and actually received the, uh, the Baseball Bulldog Award his senior year. Also a Spirit Award winner his senior year and, and in his middle school years. He was a member of the Crimson and Gray staff. Uh, he uh, really, to me, when I think about um, you know, UMS Wright and the kind of individuals that really, really make us proud, Phillip's one of those that, that, that always comes to my mind, having watched him grow up now. Uh, he is uh, married to, he and his wife Amber live in uh, Fountain Inn, South Carolina, where he is the pastor of Infinity Church. Uh, they have three children, Lois, who's eight, Micah, who's six, and Lydia is three. When Philip left uh, Mobile, he went to Wofford College in South Carolina and then to Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary uh, and just a really quality individual. And Philip and I have tried to connect for a couple of years for, in different things. I, I just I wanted him to have a chance to, to be in front of my faculty and because uh, so many of them who are still here when Philip was here remember him. Um, but uh, now we get a chance to put Philip in front of all of you. For, so for me, uh, that's even more important. So, man, thank you on this December uh, Eve before we get into the Christmas holidays. Thank you for taking a little time, brother, and for sitting down with me. And we're doing this via... Uh, Zoom and and uh, so you know not been able to sit across from me, but it is so good to see you, Philip. It is it's an honor to be here. I really appreciate you inviting me to be a part of this, and uh, just just to see your smile across the screen is a privilege. So <laughs> I counted an honor to be here. Did there, were there a lot of smiles between you and me when there in those days? <laughs> <laughs> there were some. There were some. <laughs> Listen, y'all, and I say y'all because I have Avery and, and Allie here. There's so many cool things about Philip Long that are going to uh, not, they're not going to surprise y'all, but he's just a really cool dude. But he's got really cool parents, too, man. I I'm do. telling you, he really I'm does. That's why I'm here right oh. now is because of my parents. Well, uh, they're awesome and they've enjoyed, even though I've moved away, they've enjoyed being a part of the Mobile community and continue to be a part of the UMS community. So, so yeah. one of the earliest times that I remember getting to know Philip, um, I guess I was coaching. I don't even know. I was coaching some level of football, whatever that was, middle school or something. Philip was playing. Or, and his mom, yep. <laughs> his mom was walking around during practice. I mean, this is before you really, even when Philip played, you didn't do a lot of watering for kids, you know, like, 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 you know, that was kind of a, you, you would prove your toughness by not getting water to drink during practice. Well, Philip's mom was out there. She was a coach. No, she no, was, seriously, yeah, she, she was. Like the, like the keeping everybody in shape coach. Yeah, she's walking around with – I'm not kidding you. If I remember – I may be remembering it wrong, but I don't think I am. She's walking around with a, uh, a 
container that you use to spray in your garden, you know, those pump-up sprayers with water in it, going around pumping those up and giving everybody water. You remember that? <laughs> I don't, but I believe it. I mean, I was like, what is this lady doing, man? Uh, but that's kind of – that's coaching baseball and some of those other guys, buddies of mine that we've been playing baseball at the park, she'd been helping out forever, and they said, hey, y'all, you should come help us, you know. She didn't know anything about coaching football, but she met kids getting shaped. So yeah. she was out with us. It was great. Was awesome. And Phil's dad, Dr. Long, he was a veterinarian uh, here in the Mobile area for many, many years. And I understand they've relocated to be kind of be close to you and, and, and the kids. Is that right? They have left the pharmacy and veterinary world yeah. to be our, our, our chief uh, taxi cab drivers. Perfect. And, and uh, babysitters. And they've been amazing. It's nice, huh? Right? To, to have some help like that, Phil? Oh, so helpful. We are constantly pulled in at least yeah. five different directions. And so. And so, so as a so so Andrew Phillips brother also a graduate of UMS right was a standout golfer uh, for our for our school. So what's what's Andrew up to? Andrew is married and he has two little girls that are super adorable. They live in Marietta outside okay. of outside of Atlanta, uh, really close to the new Brave Stadium. Oh wow! And, uh, he's of course way smarter than me. He's a structural engineer and uh, recently named the president of for the for the corporation national corporation recently named the president of the entire structural engineer department so not surprised whatsoever he was a a math kind of genius dude walking around here i had a hard time talking with andrew too he was so over my head um really was does he still play golf uh occasionally here and there family you know business stuff but not not as regular as he would like so um you you and Andrew, the Longs, your parents, are they from Mobile? Uh, no, mom, sort of. Mom's from Citronelle. Dad's okay. from Kentucky. They okay. met at Auburn and then moved okay. close to be near mom's family. Okay. That's what brought you. you guys started out here in kindergarten? We we both were 14-year were yeah. UMS, UMS alums, so we were That's there all awesome. the way through. Yes, that is crazy. So, you know, um, let's talk a little bit about that experience, uh, you know, going from – because I think, I don't know what, what kind of school your children are in, but, you know, having the opportunity to be at a unit school where this is all you knew for 14 years, from early childhood to the day you were, were driving yourselves to school, that's kind of a unique experience. It really was. And, um, you know, you really don't appreciate it until you leave it and, and get some distance and see, because it was all I knew. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, I had friends from the community and church and different sports teams and stuff. So I knew about other schools and went to other games and stuff, but Really, the further you get from it, you recognize how unique of an experience we had and just how thankful I am for it. I mean, UMS shaped me in countless ways. And um, I just I I have yet to come across. I mean, so I went to Wofford, which is a great school, went to Gordon Conwell for seminary, another great school, great academics, both those places. I've yet to come across somebody that had a had an experience like I had wow. uh, to be 14 years in one place and the kind of academic rigor, the, the commitment to character. Um, so it was, I'm, I could not be, I could not have enough positive things to say about my experience at UMS and um, very thankful that I got to go all the way through from that beginning is, to end. That's yeah. so cool. And, you know, we, we see that and hear that a lot too, Philip. Now, um, one of the advantages as an independent school we have, and, and now we actually have a K-3 program, so we have children starting even earlier, um, 
But, you know, that opportunity to be on campus, uh, to be in the same environment where the culture, regardless, you know, whether you're a second grader or, or senior, you know, the culture is very similar in the expectations. Um, and for us, that is, you know, something that that is vitally important that we remember, kind of the reason why we do these podcasts, uh, but we also can see the impact that that makes on people, right? And, you know, so you're in the ministry and uh, this, you know, school business is a ministry, as would be a veterinarian. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's all about serving people, right? And uh, right. I appreciate you mentioning that. Does, is that idea of service and, and serving someone, I know that's something that you, you no doubt got from your parents. That's something that you felt like was important in your tenure at UMS, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And um, I, I listened back to your to the one where you interviewed somebody from uh, Dumas Wesley, mm-hmm. and I hear more about, and I, that's a name I recognize yep. uh, from from my time there. And great to hear that 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 culture continues. But yeah, I mean, from from service projects, and I mean, I was thinking as I was listening to her, I was thinking about how cool it was. Do you still do the kinder, the uh, seniors and yeah, kindergarten? Absolutely. That was just such a great way to be pouring into kids, and you know, now that I. Um, you know, she's on the ministry side uh, and my wife's a high school. So she teaches uh, high school Spanish, and but she teaches a service learning class. Oh, wow. Wow. So it's a, our, she teaches at Fountain Inn High School, which is only two years old. It's a brand new school in Greenville County. And so they only have freshmen and sophomores. So right. they're building right. as they go. And so the principal came to her last summer or in the last school year and talked about this, the vision for this class. And she has taken it on. And, um, and I just reflect back to, to my experience so whether I see my wife, my wife's students or the youth here at our church, places where they get plugged in and serve like that, it, that makes a huge impact in our lives. And, I think that's uh, really, really important. And I think now as much, not, not necessarily more than ever, but now when you think about, you know, those things that separate people, right, that separate organizations or that separate churches or schools, you know, it's that idea that, that you know, you know, we certainly have what we believe is our, our, our gifts that are provided or given to us. Um, but there's also this idea of, of an appreciation for someone else. And, man, that just, you, you know, it keeps us humble. It keeps us from being self-centered, which we are. You know, that's kind of the way we are. But um, for us as a school, and I appreciate you mentioning that with Joni uh, Hindi last couple of weeks, but for us as a school, you know, that may be one of the most important things we do, Philip, is that, that idea of, of, of developing real character in, in individuals. Yeah, that, and that, that word character, um, I've just, in preparation for today, I've kind of been looking back through website and different things y'all have put out. And uh, the, the technology has improved since I was there, but the message is the same. So, I mean, I heard it in person, whereas now I'm reading it on Instagram. Wow. But uh, that your commitment to integrity uh, as a school, your commitment to character, to, to people that uh, choose to do the right thing. I mean, it's silly. I assume there's still no locks on lockers Correct. at UMS, right? Mm-hmm. That's been that way forever. Yeah. Um, again, it's one of the things I tell people about that later on. And they're like, what? How could you possibly have a school with no locks? Yeah. And, um, you know, that that just really is just a, a testimony to to a commitment to character from the beginning. And I've, I've taken that with me. That's, that's awesome. You know, our founder, Dr. Wright, I think in the 1900 catalog, used a little bit of um, parallel with scripture when he talks about, uh, he says, you know, of learning intellect and character, that character is the most important because we certainly know that we can use intellect for negative 
uh, and we can learn things and, and use those in the negative. But you know, that part of our character development um, is utmost important if we're going to really kind of try to make a difference, right? I mean, um, what you know, when 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 you left UMS, right? And we're going to talk some about your your a lot more of your stuff here. But when you left this school and you and what got you to Wofford? What was that? Uh, what was that track like? Uh, yeah, Miss Miss Courtney, I believe, yeah. was our yeah. college kind of college counselor, whatever her title was. Um, she was just super great about in, getting individual attention, and so I was all over the place about where I wanted to go, and so she brought a handful of different schools multiple times, and so uh, I visited with one other student, Kate, Caitlin Walton, was our graduate yeah. my graduating class. We went visited, visited Wofford together, and. Only the Lord could have opened that opportunity because uh, I was not the top of my class at UMS. Uh, I was uh, fine, did fine, but I got a scholarship to go to Wofford that made that possible. And the Lord just opened up all the right, all the right doors, the right places. So, and yeah. with with the idea when you attended, well, I'm just I'm just trying to I'm just trying to remember or or I, yeah, I, I, I knew I was supposed to go into ministry. Okay. I had had that call okay. from the Lord. I think pretty clear before I went to college, um, but knew that I would do seminary, do a do a right. master's after undergrad. And the pastors I had talked to said, "Hey, you gotta have you gotta have a degree. Frankly, it's not super super important what your degree is in." So just get a really good education as a foundation. Yeah. So that's what I came to Wofford looking for, um, just just to continue that academic trajectory I'm, I was on. I appreciate so. you sharing that. I didn't I didn't know I didn't know that that if that's something that happened during college, but you you felt that calling obviously before. What what other options were you? I mean, obviously you're you're all Auburn people, but is that some yeah. is that something that you thought about as well? Yeah, if I was going to do a big school, it was Auburn. Loved Auburn. Yeah. My little brother obviously went to Auburn. Yeah. Um, so I'm the only black sheep who didn't, <laughs> uh, or as I like to say, a black terrier because Wofford's the <laughs> That's right. Terrier. That's right. So, um, yeah, so I looked at, so once I stopped, uh, just like the small school atmosphere, I visited Millsaps yeah. in Birmingham Southern, Furman, Wofford, Duke. So, um, those were all ones yeah. I had considered and Wofford was the best fit. And you've been in South Carolina ever since? So Gordon Conwell, where I went to seminary, their home campus is in Massachusetts, just outside of Boston, just north of the city. So we were up. Uh, I got married six days after we graduated Wofford. Wow. That fall of 2011, moved to Massachusetts, and then 2015, moved back to South Carolina. Okay. So my wife's family's from here, and here Perfect. we are. Yeah, no, I'm, that's good. I, I know there's there's one other uh, just famous, big time. Southern Baptist preacher that's also a Wofford graduate. Do you know who that is, Philip? Uh, I mean, big time. I mean, he, you know, in his mind and and in, in his cufflinks and in his hair. Um, he's a, he was in Mobile for a while. He's back in North Carolina now. Do you know who that is? Is it Presley? Yes, Clint Presley. <laughs> yes, that's right. I remember that. I remember he's a that. good dude. He was our pastor at Dolphin Way, and uh, right. I think he's. Uh, Hickory Grove now, I think, in, in Charlotte. But uh, he's a Wofford guy. Yeah, that's right. Wofford guy. Um, tell me a little bit about uh, – let's talk about some of your influences outside of your parents, maybe when you were a student here. Are there certain teachers or coaches that kind of um, – that you reflect back on and you say, you know, you, I, I, I can see that investment in me uh, at any point? I, I anticipated that question, and I started making a list, and – 
we we'd be here all day. I understand. Uh, because you could you could start at the very beginning. Uh, Miss Bailey was yes. my K4 teacher. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I, th- I think I could I could name all 14 years, you know, somebody. <laughs> um, but if I think back, Miss Presley, my third grade teacher, yeah. was incredible. Um, just remember so much from that class. Um, I had Miss Jones as a sixth grade. Yeah. Uh, whether it's English or reading or reading, reading. Yep. Yeah. And then she moved to the counseling role at some point, I guess, when I was in middle or high school and just served a lot with her with SGA stuff mm-hmm. senior year. She was so helpful. Um, and then so many coaches. And I was looking back through how many coaches you still have. I mean, I, coach, I'm 15 years out now. I'm, I'm getting up there. <laughs> and uh, you still have so many, so many coaches that, that are around. I remember Coach uh, Knapp. I saw his yeah. back. Uh, doing basketball he was our jv coach and he took us some to, to some basketball camps like dixie basketball yeah, camp absolutely time with them. um i thought about coach boutwell man yeah. he just was uh so influential and you know i remember he pulled me aside uh senior year after our season was was over and you know i mean i guess any any season that doesn't end in a state championship is a disappointment but I, I don't remember how we finished but not not especially great you know just it was a good season i'm sure but um you know i struggled my junior and senior year in baseball uh really had high hopes of playing playing ball in college i played i was starting at the end of my sophomore year and um i remember uh the start of my senior year you remember evan grovenstein oh absolutely yeah Yeah. the sophomore my brother's age and he was out playing me as a senior and uh and i love love evan Mm -hmm. great kid great family so no hard feelings but I remember we got to play at Hank Aaron Stadium, and uh, Evan started in my place at mm. shortstop mm. that day. And um, you know, I just decided like, there's, there's no needs. I'm part of this team. You know, these are all my my buddies. And so I just decided I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the head cheerleader of our mm. team today. Mm. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick our team up. We're gonna be rooting for our team. And um, I'm not sure I would even remember that except for Coach Boutwell. That's the memory he told me at the end of our senior season, wow, wow. he pulled me aside and said, Hey, that day at Hank Aaron, when you just rallied behind our team, you prayed to start, start our, our game that day. You could have hung your head cause you weren't starting. You were sitting on the bench. I think he gave me an at bat, you know, like in the, toward the end of the end of the game as a, uh, a pinch hitter or something, but you know, I didn't start as a senior and you're at Hank Aaron stadium. Yeah. And, um, you know, just for, for him to <clears throat> applaud, the I wasn't I wasn't the best player, but I was going to do the right thing. Yes, yeah. He saw yeah. that and he applauded that, and those kind of things uh, just really encourage encourage me along the path of saying, okay, what you sometimes you can't be the best player, mm. you know. Like I'm honest, I'm, I'm not the best preacher in Fountain Inn, like <laughs> uh, my little town, um, but I, I'm going to do the right thing yeah. and 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 cheer for my team. And, um, yeah, I just thought about coach Boutwell and how much he just really, just really enjoyed playing for him. Man, that's and, uh, huge. That good, is... good guy. But all, all the coaches, we, Armstrong was one of our yeah. assistants. Uh, we only, I only had coach page for a couple years, but just really appreciated him. Uh, and then before him, coach Becker and coach yeah. Seymour that were there for so long. And I, I remember watching them play for the Bay bears. That's right. That's as right. As a kid, I went to see them play. Bay Sharks. Oh, that's right. The Bay Sharks. Bay that's Sharks. Right. <laughs> People won't yeah. know about that one, Philip. They'll have forgotten the Bay Sharks. Bay Sharks. That's what I meant. Yeah, I can <laughs> yeah. picture the green and orange yeah. and white 
Bay Sharks. Um, that is crazy. So so many great uh, great teachers through throughout, but um, yes, yeah, so there's just a few. That's that's really good, and 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 each one are uniquely different, right? And what they bring to you, and the reasons why we remember people. You know, Philip, like the reasons why Miss Presley stands out, or Miss Jones, and 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 there are personal reasons for all those things. And you know, we talk to teachers all the time about you know, developing those relationships where you kind of begin to understand what motivates individual students because we're all motivated differently and how important it is to make those connections so that you can have influence. I mean, sure. we're influenced by so many bad things. I don't know any other way to put it, but those positive influences, um, you know, you never know what you're projecting someone toward. That's right. Um, That's right. And, and yeah, it's, it's people, like you said, it's, it's people. And that's what I always, you know, lots of pastors before me said, you know, ministry is people, whatever else you're doing, ministry is always people. Education is people. Yeah. So we, we always joke that the, 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 the worst part of ministry is people and the best part right. of ministry is people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and so whatever else you're doing, you're, you're pouring into relationships, you're pouring into people and, um, education we're we're a long way we recognize education is not just dumping information in a container Mm. um and the same is true for ministry we're not just trying i'm not just trying to teach people to memorize scripture although they'd probably be we'd all be a lot better off if we did more of that but uh at the end of the day it's about it's about who we are and and who we're trusting god to to make us and and to to be the people he's called us to be that's so good i think you I, i don't know anybody in your town but you sound like a pretty good preacher philip i don't know i mean well, I'll introduce you to some of my friends. <laughs> Do you, um, you know, I, I think about my own dad in the ministry and, and his, uh, of course, he's retired now, but you mentioned that some of your friends, but, you know, some of his guys, some of the guys that he was in seminary with in the early 70s, middle 70s, I mean, he's still, those that are still around, he's still close to them. But did, did you kind of feel that, um, that fraternity type of feel with, with those guys you've been in, in ministry training with? Yeah, for sure. We, uh, since I went up to school all the way in Massachusetts, we've split up yeah. all across the globe. So I don't, I don't, I wish I kept up with some of them closer than I do, but two of my good friends, one's in Florida, one's in California. Those are the ones I stay closest to. Yeah. And before that he was in Chicago. And, um, so good, good people. And, and really we've, um, we really work hard in our town, uh, the reason why I say I'm, I don't think I'm the best here is because uh, we work hard to, as churches to partner together. Mm-hmm. And, and to, so where I, I mentioned to you before we got on, I was at a elementary school. The reason why I was there today is uh, a pastor of a different church and I uh, were serving lunch to all the teachers. Oh, wow. Bryson Elementary down the road as just as a Christmas, you know, thanks for yeah. what they do. And so our, our network of churches really try to, to serve together well in this community. And uh, that's, that's one of my favorite parts of what I get to do around here. Do you have some of those guys or ladies locally or globally, as you mentioned, is that, is that something that, you know, and, or, or do people use you? Is that, you know, having that support where you can call someone and say, Hey man, I'm, I got this going on. Or I have that going on because you mentioned it, you know, ministry or it has to do with people and people are problems. You know, yep. and, and that's, you know, our role is, not, is, is, is to solve problems for such a large role. I just know in my own life it's important for me to have someone that understands the position I'm in, but it's not in that competitive environment with where I am. You know, somebody that I can call and say, hey, I've got this, this, and this. 
what do you think? Or, or I'm not asking for an answer. I'm just saying, let me vent out to you. And then you just say, refocus and it's going to be okay. Yeah. You got to have uh, uh, something called a sounding board. Sometimes yeah. I don't, I don't even need you to answer my question. Right. But yeah. My wife's one of the best. Yeah. Uh, she, she knows, she knows where I'm just being mopey some days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Call me on that. But yeah, having, having some ministry friends is really helpful. I've got a good buddy in Massachusetts still that uh, I served on his staff before I came, came back to South Carolina. Uh, I've used him a lot, but honestly, the closest one to me is my father-in-law. He's a, oh, he's wow. a pastor about 45 okay. minutes from here. Okay. And uh, man, we've, we've, we've had some great times in ministry. I guess I've been out of seminary eight or nine years now. And um, but we've also had some tough days, honestly. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can think back to, to, to a, a one season that was really hard that I, I wasn't sure whether I'd still be in ministry. Uh, just, just tough. Nothing, yeah. nothing wrong. I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything bad or anything. Just, it was just tough. Yep. Called him up one day, just struggling. And he's like, how soon can you be here? You know? So I went and sat at his table and just, he just loved on me. He's been in, mm-hmm. he's been in ministry. My wife and I are both 33. So he's been a pastor. He, he became a pastor the year my wife was born mm-hmm. 33 years ago. And um, so he, he has been a huge influence uh, in ministry and, and a friend, honestly, uh, a mentor and a friend. And, and has been able to take those calls on days where I'm, yeah. I'm struggling. That's great. And yeah, sure. I, I get those too from <laughs> people in the church, of course, and, um, and others. We also, I have the privilege. What, what I, one of the, my favorite things about this church is uh, I'm the, I'm the, the, just the pastor, the, the lead elder, but I, I serve on a team with five elders, four other elders. And um, that is critical to the, to us as a, as an organization, us as a church, is that I am not um, on an island. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I, yes, I'm the one behind the pulpit most Sundays, but it's this is not the Phillips show, and nobody thinks it is. Everybody knows there's a team of elders that carry the the, the burden and the responsibility and the privilege and the joy uh, of shepherding this congregation together. And when I when I was a part of a team like that in Massachusetts, I saw how important it was, and I've been in situations where that hasn't been the case and it makes all the difference. So I mean, I'm so glad you mentioned that. And, uh, you know, one of the, I, I, I am a student of organizations, uh, and leadership. There's two of the things that I, that I enjoy the most. And part of that leadership is the idea of team building and empowering others to, uh, possess the autonomy who are really smart and really creative to make those decisions that make the organization run because, um, again, I, I think about head of school and lead pastor or senior pastor. I think about my own dad in ministry, and, and I think about Dr. Haver when he was a headmaster here for so long and he was doing so much of that alone. Look, it's a different organization now. It, it, one person, I, I can't possibly, I can't possibly have the time, energy, or wit to manage everything that needs to be managed in, this, in an organization of 1,294 students. It's just not going to happen, 170 uh, employees, you know, and so you got to surround yourself. You have to surround yourself with those teams, and then you know y- you got to give them the authority to act, right, wrong, or indifferent. You know, and and for me, it, it was about understanding that, like you said with Coach Boutwell, you you know, there are going to be days when there's a shortstop better than you that needs to go out there and take those reps, whatever that means, right? Maybe I mean whatever that means, um, 
But organizations often fail when the individual leader the the refuses to do that. In my opinion, I agree. Um, I, so. I agree, and I've seen our, our team step up. There was um, we've we've added an elder since I came, so it was four when I came. Now it's five, and I've seen them step up and using their gifts, yeah. things things that I would miss. Yeah, that if if if, if that task sometimes lots of times I just don't have the time, like you said. But other times, just areas of weakness, mm -hmm. things things that I would have overlooked, had them had they not been a part of the team, leading and and, and shepherding in our case, and um, just gifts they have to to step in and use that. And I'm so thankful, so thankful for that because um, there there would be so, so many balls that would get dropped. And yeah. in our case, it's it's like we said, it's people. Yeah. And so I I want to make sure we're loving people well. And if it, you know, I, this is not a huge place but it's still more than, than I could handle. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really thankful for that team. Yeah. I think one is more than we can handle really, you know, right. in our, in our right. own. Yep. Um, what, what are, what are your strengths, Philip, as a leader, as a, Oh goodness. <laughs> um, I, I like communication. Mm -hmm. I, I like being really clear. Uh, and so I put a lot of effort into not just sermons that are, content specific but as an organization we want to communicate really well and clearly so i i try to do that well um i try to listen well uh so that being a part of a team uh, of leaders but but in in counseling people and working together i'd really try to listen well um i um yeah i i, I try to to love people well i think that if people know they're cared about uh, genuinely that we're not not just manipulating but genuinely care about people that goes a long way um that you you work together a lot a lot better when you know that you're cared about um so what are the what are the what are the big challenges in ministry right now i mean what is that what does that trend look like um, um so we live in an area that is uh that people are moving to very fast mm -hmm. faster than builders can build homes uh, which makes real estate for my parents miserable this summer. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, they, so we're getting people now. Fountain Inn is a town that used to be just a small, sleepy town and it's exploding. So we're getting people that have either, um, they'll walk in our doors for the first time and they'll, they've grown up in a Southern Baptist church their whole life and they've known everything. They've, they've known the Bible backwards and forwards probably better than I do. And we get people who walk in our doors who've never been in church. And that's, I love that. I love that we have the opportunity to be connected in all, all parts of people's walk. Um, but it makes a challenge for, okay, how do you do ministry? I'm sure, yeah. And people in very different places. We also um, uh, battle a really polarized society. So everybody has a really strong opinion about something. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm not laughing at you, brother. I'm laughing with you. Yep. Yeah. 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 So um, especially as the one who usually has the microphone and is communicating often about sensitive and important topics, mm -hmm. I hope um, we we really have to say what what what's the main thing? What's the central thing? How do we focus people from whether it's politics left and right, whether it's covid, whether it's, you know, you name it, college football, mm -hmm. like people here are not quite as bad as Auburn, Alabama, but Clemson, South Carolina, I tell you, when South Carolina beat Clemson this year, <laughs> I was thankful it was my week off of vacation. <laughs> so I didn't want to touch it. No, I don't blame uh, 
So you just have to be really sensitive and attentive. And it's forced us to say, um, what's, what's the main thing? And, and what are we going to focus on? Because if we get pulled, because we've got voices all the time, why don't you, you know, we need yeah. to talk about this. This needs to be our focus. This needs to be. So we've got to be laser focused yeah. on our mission and our vision, because otherwise all those polarized things are going to pull us off track in, in any number of directions. And if we start chasing that, whatever that may be, not that it's not important and, and our, our message should apply to those things. But if we chase that, that trajectory, we're going to lose our mission. And that's, that's been tough, especially through COVID and elections and yeah. all kinds of stuff. So thank you for I'm sure sharing that. No, that's that's good. Good. That no it's, it's, I mean, it's a, it's perfect parallel with exactly right for, for independent schools who have the ability to be mission oriented mission driven, um, you know, versus a public institution that is, you know, has things placed down on them as an independent school. So many schools fail because they misalign themselves or, or what, with their mission, you know, they, they, they get off track. They begin, they try to become someone else or they say, well, why don't you, why aren't you more like this school or that school? And you start trying to, merge those things together and it's uh it's tough schools schools don't they don't do well when you do that and i would i would say that churches or any organization doesn't matter any organization is is probably the same um and that's why you've got to have people you know you've got to have people i i think i have to have people smarter than me um so that when i focus on one area they can say hey doug that's that's good but you know let's not get so far over there that we that we miss the, you know, our mark on, 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 on making sure we meet the mission of our school. I tell parents all the time, and as you were talking about different people coming into this, to the church, I was thinking the same thing. I meet with parents literally, Philip, every day who are looking at our school. Uh, maybe they've got a two-year-old and they're looking for 3K, or maybe they have a 14-year-old and they're looking for a middle school, whatever. And I always kind of ask this, them the same things, and we talk about similar things, but, but it kind of always ends with this. Look. You know, you, you've got to look at who we are, and we're going we're gonna to do everything that we can to be, you know, to, to meet the mission of this organization. And I'm so glad you said that a few minutes ago because I tell them this. I'm like, I've been here 30 years, and the way we teach and learn changes. It changes. The technology's changed, but the fabric of the school is the same. And you said that a few moments ago, and to me, you saying that, I'm like, wow, it's going to sound like, you know, we rehearsed that. But that is so important to me as head that whenever that you know, whenever I give that chair up and that part borrowed chair, and somebody else comes in, that they're going to see this school stayed in, in stayed on mission. That I didn't lead us in a way that would not permit the the, the meeting of that mission. So important to me. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, personally, yeah, I see that at UMS, and uh, I hope I hope to imitate that kind of consistency. And for us, I mean, I've only been here at Infinity almost four years, um, so I don't, I'm not. I don't have a long tenure here, but um, yeah, I, ho I hope it's a long time in years to come. Um, but that that consistency to mission and vision, and for us, you know, to look to look to scripture and say what what's the who's the church supposed to be, and if we drift from that, then we've we, we've lost we've lost our our foundation. What denomination and are you serving? We're it's a Baptist church, Baptist, but okay. it looks non-denominational. Yeah. It's, it's twelve years old. Okay. It's a, so we just call ourselves Infinity Church. Okay, but you were you were uh, you you were Methodist. Methodist. Okay, that's what I, I thought. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. 
Yeah. So Wofford converted you and, and Clint Presley. That's crazy, man. <laughs> well, so Wofford's a Methodist school. I know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> very strange. Yeah, I, I joined a, a, a church. I didn't know it was Baptist when I joined it in college. It was just a, it was just a, I mean, I, I did know, but it didn't know, look Baptist. I know what you're saying. I know. That's so funny. A, a contemporary church, and those those pastors had a big impact on me theologically. And, um, and then went to an interdenominational, Gordon Conwell is, is not a denominational okay, school. I didn't know that. So there's a lot of Presbyterians, a lot of non-denominational, a lot of Baptists. Yeah. And so honestly came out of seminary, not a hundred percent sure which sure what you are. <laughs> you just know you're a Christian and that yeah, I was I was really firm on the and I'm really firm on the on the foundational things. Yeah. And honestly the, a lot of the things that divide up denominations are I, I, I they should be secondary. And so Well Yeah. Um I'm reading this crazy. <clears throat> I've just finished this crazy little book. It's a small book. It's not. And you, you, you reminded me a while ago when you said your dad was Kentucky from Kentucky, um, uh, in our Sunday school class called "The Divided Nation." Hmm. Ken Ham. Okay. That, you know my man Ken Ham that has uh, the Genesis guy. Yeah, it's got the, uh, the the art, the museum, the creation museum and stuff. But you know, it's really fascinating because what Ken Ham you know, it's kind of details in that book is that all these problems that we face, because you mentioned, you know, there are political pressures, there are social economical pressures, there are just, there's all these things that infiltrate organizations that get us off, off track. Um, but all those questions can be answered. Ken Ham talks about the first 11 chapters of Genesis, right? Going yeah. back to those, those first 11 chapters and really challenging yourself and getting around those and saying, hey, you know, this is, how old I believe the earth is based on, I mean, it's just, and so I started listening, Philip, I started kind of paying attention when we were doing that. And, and I was amazed how many things just in general society are out there saying, this is millions of years old. Or, and, and it's just, you know, there's so many things you say them enough. We just start to believe them. I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm just telling you. Oh, yeah. That's one of the, so that's one of those issues, the age of the earth. That's, that's a theological thing. And, I, I don't take a position on it because I think you can you can ha you can hold to the truth of the scripture uh, and believe a couple different ways on that. So, yeah, but that that guy I has call a, you has secretly a, has after this. Specific. I'm going to have to get you back on the right track. I can tell right now. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about your kids, man. You got you got. Uh, I know one of your you you you, yeah. you coach them and stuff, right? You messing around with that? Love love it. It's one of my favorite things I get to do. So Lois is eight, and I've coached her soccer team. Okay. You know anything about soccer, Philip? Yeah, I played okay. through Did eighth grade. Okay. I never played at UMS. Okay. I played like a travel I got you. team. Since right. it's a spring sport, I always stuck right. with baseball. Right. So that was kind of my outside of UMS sport. So Micah, Micah is six. Uh, so I'm coaching his basketball team right now for the second season. I've done his soccer now three or four years. And then baseball in the spring, we've done three years. Wow. That. Uh, they're both of them are really into swim team, especially wow. Lois okay. as an eight year old. She, that's been her thing. She's really good on, if I can brag on her. Absolutely. Dad, yeah. Um, placed in our County over the summer and backstroke was, was one of the best in the eight and under. And so that was really good. And then Lydia's three. She's our, our, our fireball that she thinks she's just as old <laughs> as the other two and, uh, really hangs with them. So it'll be fun, fun to watch as she gets older too. How have you, have you, um, how do you do coaching your own children? Oh, I love it. Yeah. I mean, at this age, you know, the competition level is not, you know, the, it's at eight and six, 
they're um, they're still having fun, and and so I I can have fun with it. We'll see what happens when things get a little older. Um, yeah, I, I, I miss I that. I miss that mark as a dad. I miss that as a dad. I didn't have a lot of fun. I was trying to win at six year old coach pitching stuff. So I. I, I often have to apologize to my own boys. I'm like, hey, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm, municipal park was a big deal during those days. I, I played there. I remember <laughs> I that. I remember, and uh, I tell you, there were some there were some refs at the YMCA this fall in soccer that 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 tempted me to uh, to lose it, calling offsides on my eight year old. Clearly not offsides. Clearly not offsides. I mean, no, I, way behind the ball. That is so funny. I, I wanted to ask that because. Again, I, I, I don't mean to make this so personal, but I just I, I think of you and being 33 and my own dad and <laughs> coming up as a preacher's child. And, yep. man, we just didn't get many breaks. You know, <laughs> I mean, it was there, somebody was always waiting for yeah. me to foul up. And I was just telling you, I didn't disappoint. I there mean, you go. You know, <laughs> I did not disappoint. Yeah, something to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we, my, my wife has been helpful in that since she grew up yeah, as a preacher. Right. Yeah, the, the fishbowl uh, – you know, syndrome of everybody's watching you. Yeah. You are. And so we, thankfully, you know, again, I'm not, not, this is not a mega church, you know, we're a small town. So people know us already, That's but good. our kids won't have quite that. I hope, but <laughs> she, she's been very helpful on saying we, we need to be careful not to add. They're going to feel pressure yeah, because yeah. Just, just without us adding that. So we've got to be really careful not to add the pressure of, you know, the community that, that, that they can't handle. So. What were the parts of UMS Wright that that you know that 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 were most challenging for you as a student? Or were there, or I, mean, there... I had to study hard. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I had to study yeah. hard, um, and I'm grateful for it. I got to Wofford, which is you know it's not Ivy League by any means, but it was it was tough. And very few of my friends uh, had 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 to study like I did mm. in school. So that was that was hard, but in a good way. Yeah. Taught yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I really, I, I look back with almost all fond memories wow. uh, of time at UMS. Um, I mean, there's always relational things you yeah. figure out friend groups and those, those ebb and flow season by season, but tell me about some of your friend groups. Let's say who, who were some of those guys that you kind of, uh, Forrest White was a good buddy. Yeah. Yeah. But then all the baseball guys, yeah. Jonathan, Jonathan's your, y'all are related, right? Yeah. Barton. Uh, Barton He's got like Barton. seven or eight kids here, man. That's awesome. I mean, he doesn't have that many, but he seems like he's got a bunch. He's yeah. got he's got a good little baseball player. Jax, his oldest, is a good little player. So JB, yeah, yeah, Arthur and awesome Arthur Zimmerman, yeah, Zimmerman. JJ Gottlieb, JJ, JJ. I think he's an attorney. I think he's in Atlanta. Maybe is he? I think I so. I think I think he is. He was a Washington University guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, that was a good group. Y'all were a good group, man. Yeah. Uh, so Clark Kennedy, yeah, absolutely. Ladner Kennedy now. Yeah. So good friends of ours, and so. Man, that's, yeah. I'm glad. I, I love hearing those guys mention. And of course, I see them as eighth graders or ninth graders. Think thinking back all the times right. when I was having to pin somebody against a wall for doing something. Never Philip. Never Philip. But some of those oh, JB for sure. Yeah, that's right. He and I, he and I came to you one time. I think somebody, one of our teachers, had sent us together. I remember. I remember You're kidding you kidding me? There's no way you got sent out of class, Philip. I did. I, me and Jonathan both out of uh, Miss Runshang, seventh grade. Some we were doing playing some game or something we shouldn't have been playing, and man, I was all upset. And you were like, Jonathan, you've been here so many times. What'd you do to get Philip here? <laughs> exactly. That is so funny. 
Such uh, a good guy. I know I, I had an honor council offense in seventh grade. Do you remember that? No, I don't remember that. And somebody had, uh, we, it was a joke. Somebody picked up a wallet after football practice. And I tell you, that'll scare you straight. Oh, As boy. a seventh grader having to appear before the honor council, I'll, I had just picked up a wallet that, you know, we were playing a joke, but it looked like I was stealing. Uh, so, uh, I, you know, did I call your parents? What's that? Did I call your parents? Um, I'm sure. I don't remember. I just wonder uh, what that reaction was. That's right. <laughs> yeah. No, that was, it was, uh, yeah, it was, that was intimidating, but it was a commitment to character, a commitment to honesty. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. So it was good. I didn't even know those things about you, Philip. I've forgotten. I, 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 like you, I have only fond memories of you, sir. Um, <laughs> Uh, oh, that's good. That's so, good. so there's a, there's, um, y'all, you, you pretty much think you'll stay in the, in the Carol. I mean, you never know. I mean, but that's, that's yeah, home, home we, to the uh, wife. So we've had this vision for, for uh, our family for a long time that just hadn't been able to happen until recently. So when we went to uh, Gordon Conwell, I lived on campus at the seminary. My wife worked 45 minutes one direction. Mm -hmm. We went to church 45 minutes a different direction. Uh, we moved back to South Carolina, but we moved to a really rural town originally. And so same thing, we were spread different directions. So two years ago, when my wife took the job at our local high school, it's the first year. She was the first Spanish teacher at Fountain Inn High School. We now all live, work, worship go to school in the same zip code ah, all so cool. the same zip code and that has been a dream of ours good um, for a long time um our our kind of um i don't know life philosophy or or, or ministry philosophy everybody has joined jeremiah 29 11 that's yeah. the, the famous verse in that chapter but we we point a few verses ahead of that uh where jeremiah is writing to these exiles that are that are going to be in captivity for 70 years and these false prophets are saying, you know, just bunker down. Don't do anything. Don't don't invest. You're, you're coming home soon. And Jeremiah's like, no, you're going to be there 70 years. So he tells them to build houses, plant gardens. Mm. And then he says, seek the welfare of the city. For in the well, if the, if the city flourishes, if the city has welfare, that's where you'll find your welfare, too. And so our our heart has been to be planted in one area right. deeply. And uh, just by God's providence, as of a couple of years ago, we're able to all do that right here. So I, I'd be very happy if I never leave Infinity Church or Fountain Inn um, and, and we just invest here deeply for as long as the Lord gives us. So, Extremely yeah. well done, Philip. I, uh, well, we're privileged to be here. Well, I mean, the whole process. I mean, you know, the whole opportunity to visit with you. I mean, we've kicked about an hour in uh on this and and it goes by quickly but um you know just a couple of thoughts um one is that uh there are no i'm not surprised at all by who you are as an individual you demonstrated that since i've known you um and i don't mean in, in any way other than in a positive way whether it be i don't remember the difficulties you had in baseball i remember you being a really good baseball player and i know you are um uh, but but I think you I just think you sharing that with Coach Boutwell as as one of your memories versus sometimes when you hit a double with bases loaded I just think that speaks a lot to who you are uh, and that makes me really proud it makes me happy for you it makes me proud for Brett Boutwell uh, or for uh, any of those teachers that have have had an influence on you uh, because you're gonna you're gonna have that influence on someone else uh, and I think for us 
as a school that makes us makes us very proud of you, sir. Um, and then you know, just uh, you're in a you're in a noble profession that uh, is needed as much now now as as much as ever, and, and probably more so uh, because of the challenges we all face as individuals. Um, we we've, we've got to have some kind of foundational truths in our life, um, or you know, we're not going to see much worth in ourselves or in anyone else. So, um, man, I'm, I'm happy that you, that you listen to that call, that you're doing what you're doing. It's obvious to me hearing from you, looking at you, you're right exactly where you should be. If that means anything to you. Uh, but from my standpoint, that's, that's what I see. Um, and I don't want you to move back here, but I, I want the kids to come back and see your school, man. Absolutely. We, we drove them by a couple years okay. ago. Thanksgiving, usually the time we come by, of okay. course, y'all are closed up. So yeah. I, I've driven them around, but okay. we can never make it a time that, that y'all are open. I, I will bring them there for sure. Well, I still think it's, I think you, you, I still want to get you in front of our faculty. So we need to, I need to work on that with you, uh, seeing if we can um, get you down here. Cause I just, I think again, um, you're a great example of why we do what we do, why we do what we do and, and the way we do it. So, um, and, and, you know, there's a lot of folks just like you, man, JB, you, I've joked about him, but he's a good dad, man. He's a good yes, worker. He's a good I mean, yeah. you know, JJ, all those, I mean, those are just quality individuals in my opinion. And I've seen you on the best and worst days. There you go. As you've yeah, seen that, me on the best and worst days. That's right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's that was just a, a great privilege. You're right. It's not just it's not just the faculty, which are amazing at, at UMS and so many people influenced me, but um, just the quality students that, that yeah. I was around yeah. that, um, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a shift. I'm watching it take place in my eight year old where parents are everything. And then there's a shift to your friends are everything. Mm, yeah, she, she's she's parents. She's still the age where she's leaning on us. But we're seeing that that shift where your peers mean a lot. And so the kind of kids you have your kids around has a huge impact on them. And for us as parents, we're watching that. We're looking at where they're heading to middle school yeah. and making some decisions about yeah. that. And um, that was that was something UMS afforded just to, some great, great friendships and, and great influences on us. That, 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 that Those shape you just as much as anything. Yes, sir. Well said. Give your best to uh, give my give my best. Give your give all of your family my best, Andrew included. Tell them I said to smile now and then. Yeah. Um, I love that you remember that. Oh, we my gosh. That, he and I, man. Lighten up, Andrew. Come on, dude. Come on. He is such a good dad. You'd love to watch oh, him. I'm sure he girl. is. He's he is. he is relentless, dude. He was – I mean, he was a Trojan worker, brother. I mean, he yeah. – you know, if he – whatever he did, he was going to get it right. That's 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 what I remember about him. Uh, and I, maybe that's just because I watched him in golf kind of, and which is a hard thing to do, but – your mom and dad tell your wife yeah. that we appreciate the chance to visit with you and your kids. Um, and um, we'll get in contact and I will send you a few things for the boys and girls to wear around. So that somebody says, <laughs> what is UMS right? And you can say, well, let me tell you about that place. I was, uh, I won a lot of awards there. You can tell them that. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure those awards mean a lot to them right now. <laughs> well, all right, yeah. my man, y'all have a great Christmas. Appreciate Thank your time. Really, really, really do. And uh, we'll be in touch uh, in the future, my man. Thank you, Coach. Thanks for this invitation. It's All right, brother. Honor. See you later. You've been listening to The Right Way. As always, the chance to be with some of our incredible, incredible alumni. Philip, 
uh, falls right in line with that. So uh, we appreciate all of you taking the time to be with us today. As always, if there's someone that you want us to talk with and have a chance to be around, please email Allie um, A. Smith at UMS hyphen dot right. Can we just start putting that on something? So I have to quit saying that every time. Or Avery. Is that A. Smith? That's a, never mind. No, just email Allie. Y'all have a uh, – you'll probably get this in January sometime. It's coming out. So wish everyone a, a great new year and uh, looking forward to many great times together. This is Doug. You listen to the right way.